Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. I want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. Of course, if you mention me, you get half off your range time. While you're there, please pick up a box of ammo. The house ammo is fantastic. It's already going to cost you less than the box stuff, and it is great quality. So just run through some of that at the range, and then on your way out, I can almost guarantee you're going to buy more. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. Joe, let me ask you a couple of questions. I Okay. 19 years old, right? Yes. Okay. Have you ever been to a Holocaust memorial or anything that impactful? Uh, I went to the 9-11 memorial okay. my senior year. If somebody were to go to something like a Holocaust memorial, would you have an issue with them taking pictures of it and posting it on social media, the memorial itself? No. Okay. Would you have an issue with them taking selfies or taking pictures of loved ones and posting it on social media? No. Okay. Um Mayor Pete Buttigieg is catching flack because there is, obviously, this is something that a lot of these Holocaust memorials around the world have asked people to stop taking selfies and these Instagram-like photos uh, of them at these memorials. They've asked people to stop doing that. Well, Pete Buttigieg uh, did the same thing. Kind of, Some people have equated it to what looks like a fashion shoot. And he's he's not remorseful or anything like that it's just kind of a picture of him there um and then it's kind of like uh, made black and white and that sort of stuff uh, the photo is allegedly taken by chase and his husband so south bend mayor Pete Buttigieg is riding high on iowa polls but not even that could prevent him from being dragged on social media for a photo posted by his husband chase and Buttigieg posted the photo which shows the 2020 democratic presidential candidate at the holocaust memorial in berlin in april of 2017 during a trip to germany it was captioned simply this guy now, if you look at it, uh, the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin has these columns and very narrow walkways. I don't know how many of you have seen this. And there's basically Buttigieg just there as a tourist looking back, um, and that's that's kind of it. He posted on Instagram, and you two were married in June of 2018, just over a year after the photo was taken, which isn't relevant, but it's in the article anyway. Uh, the photo's been recirculating over the weekend after NBC reporter Ben Kesslin dug it up. And the social media response has been swift. Uh, so Ben Kesslin says, is this dot, dot, dot at the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin? Dot, dot, dot. Uh, now, what has basically happened is people are looking at this and they are not very thrilled about it. Now, again, I, I, I do think that sometimes people make too much of this. OK, but I will say that the Holocaust memorials themselves have repeatedly said, this is not where you come for your Instagram photos. So they have made it a point for the past several years to let people know, we'd really prefer it that you didn't do this. Okay. Now, with that said, is there anything wrong with it? That's going to come from your own personal you know, point of view. All right. Now, some people are obviously going to have some issues with it. Some people are not going to have issues with it. But the Holocaust memorials themselves have not been very fond of this type of behavior. Now, some people have been disrespectful when they're taking these photos. Um, others have taken selfies like, yo, guys, totally hanging out at the Holocaust Memorial. So moving. Hashtag so moving, right? And then they post on Instagram. 
And so for from the perspective of the memorials, their position is, all right, you're trying to get attention by being here instead of drawing attention to the memorial and why it's here. Okay, that's been their viewpoint. And so you've got this fashion shoot looking filtered photo of Pete Buttigieg basically looking back over his left shoulder at Chase and his, his now husband. And some people have pointed out that this just doesn't look good. It, it looks like this is more of a fashion shot, uh, not a photo of somebody at the memorial, that sort of thing. Okay. Now, I, I'm going to leave the judgment of whether or not you believe this is inappropriate up to you. Okay. And if you want to call and tell me why, Yes or no? I'm happy to take those phone calls at 574-2595-953 right now. Uh, who else do we have here? Uh, Tim Fitzsimmons. When Pete Buttigieg came out in 2015, this particular meme, gay men using photos taken at the admittedly visually dramatic Berlin Holocaust as their IG selfie grinder profile pic was at least three years old. And he's right. He's, he's completely right. I've been covering this for a long time that they have requested that people not do this. All right, Not everybody gets the memo, okay? You would think that somebody on Twitter, as much as Pete Buttigieg was, that maybe that, that would have come across his desk, but he's too busy telling people that he, he carried an AR-15 over in Afghanistan. So anyway, um, what ended up happening is a lot of people now started posting these old photos of these grinder profiles and some of the, the Instagram stuff that were used by people in their profile pic. Now, I don't know that that's necessarily fair. I get that some of them are trying to highlight his gayness, and some people are also trying to highlight that this has been an issue for a long time. Um, some people are pointing out that, look, this has been a thing in the gay community to do for a long time, too, and the message was out a long time ago that you don't do this anymore. Please don't do this anymore. So I will leave this up to you. I, I will post the photo, obviously, in the Daily Show prep. If you want to take a look at it, I'll put it up on Facebook. We'll see if Facebook has restored the polling feature. I'll, I'll do a poll on whether or not it's inappropriate to take a photo like this at a Holocaust memorial. There's also a reasonable argument, I think, that needs to be made at the, the risk of sounding like I'm one of those uh, OK Boomer types, that people in younger generations, this is how they document their life. And people in older generations didn't document their life by taking a damn picture everywhere they went. Okay? So there's going to be a generational gap there where people like to document, I was at this place. Um, and so here's a picture of me at this place. And if I'm going to take a picture of me, I might as well look decent in the picture. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to document that I was there. Now, some people will say that you can document that you were there with just a normal photo, but photos oftentimes get stolen and become stock photography and that sort of thing, even if they're not officially stock photography. So a lot of times people will document themselves in these photos in order to prove that it was, in fact, my photo and that, yes, I, in fact, was there. Okay, Which shouldn't be a thing, but actually denying that somebody was ever at, an, at a real place really is an Internet thing. Okay, um, So now... That's not the only scandal, and it's not the biggest scandal that he's dealing with. I'm going to save that one for after the break, but first, the Associated Press has another story about Pete Buttigieg. Three stories about him that are bad this weekend. Buttigieg touts military service, comma, wary of overstating role. Okay, Thomas Beaumont, where were you when Politico was basically writing articles about how he had PTSD because he had taken so much shell fire when, at, when in Afghanistan. Because that happened. We made fun of it. 
So where were you, Thomas Beaumont from the Associated Press? Who, by the way, edited the article about an hour ago. I don't know what he did to that. I'm going to see what the update is. Pete Buttigieg strides past an oversized photograph of himself dressed in fatigues, the Afghan horizon behind him as he enters a Des Moines arena for an Iowa Democratic Party gala. In his first Iowa television ad, he holds a rifle and points it toward the rubber at his feet, introducing himself as a veteran. Like candidates from the time of George Washington, the South Bend, Indiana mayor is leaning hard on his seven-month deployment as an intelligence officer in Afghanistan as a powerful credential. As he does, he walks a narrow path between giving his wartime service its due and overstating it. Um, Welcome to the club, Associated Press. You are a couple of years too late. He is careful not... I'm sure that the Young Turks will probably break this news uh, this week, and they will say that it's brand new. He is careful not to call himself a combat veteran, even as he notes the danger that he faced. Okay. That's new, though. Remember, he was basically promoted as a combat veteran, and there were articles about how it wasn't true, and people checked his military record and his ribbons to make sure that it wasn't true, and then said, isn't it interesting that he never tells anybody that he didn't see combat? So even though he's now kind of like, yeah, I'm not a combat veteran, for a long time leading up to this point in history, he didn't correct anybody who made the insinuation either including the political article that basically, when they were driving with him, remember, he hit a pothole or something like that, and they were like, oh, he had had flashbacks to Afghanistan or whatever it was. i got to pull it up and give you the direct quote. But, I mean, I I think I I actually wet myself a little bit when I read it on air and laughed uh, hysterically because we know that he didn't take fire in Afghanistan or anywhere else that he went. One of his former competitors in the Democratic nomination, Representative Seth Moulton of Massachusetts, has drawn a sharp contrast between his four combat tours in Iraq and Buttigieg's service. And a former commanding officer, he said that he thinks Buttigieg would be within his rights to say that he is a combat veteran, nonetheless question the use of a rifle in his ads. Uh, as support, he's not a combat veteran, by the way. He didn't see fire, okay? I'm not denigrating his service, but you're not. I, look, I'm a veteran too, not a combat veteran, okay? Um, when you cross that line, when other people have taken fire, you're wrong. Really is that simple. Did I train people who took fire? Yep. Did people who who learned some of the advanced shooting techniques that they were learning in the military in in places where I was helping out. Did they take fire? Yep. Do I get to claim any of that? No, not at all. I I hope that some of the stuff that we went over in our training helped them, and that's why they came home. But I don't get to take any credit for any of that. As support for his campaign grows, Buttigieg can't expect more intense scrutiny of his military record in a political climate where military service is far from sacred as past attacks on the records of Republican John McCain and Democrat John Kerry show. Of course, the difference there is uh, Democrat John Kerry claimed that he was a war criminal, and of course he was not. Buttigieg addressed the subject with reporters during a recent bus tour in northern Iowa. It kind of felt like combat when the rocket alarms went off, he said, but I don't feel prepared to use that term for myself. Um, Because you aren't. But again, welcome to the club, Associated Press. You're a couple of years too late. But this isn't even the biggest thing that he's dealing with over the weekend. The biggest thing that he's dealing with over the weekend is, once again, damage to the Buttigieg campaign among black voters as his campaign was caught lying about black support. We'll talk about that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Okay, I've got the poll up there. 
Do you think that this photo of Buttigieg at the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin is in poor taste? Yes or no? You can go to Facebook.com slash Casey the host and you can take that uh, that poll. I found the the old quote from the Politico articles. March March of 2018, I think I, po- I posted on the 27th of March, okay? My favorite part of the political article on our mayor running for president is he getting treated for his PTSD. He hasn't been very open about his six-month deployment in a non-combat role protecting us with his AR-15. Make sure you get the help you need, Pete. Get well. And the operative quote from the article in Politico, driving back to the Kansas City airport the next morning before dawn, Smith's backup phone alarm went off. Judge jumped. The wheel shook in his hand for a second. With a panicked and very present, oh no. It sounded just like the siren that went off back in Afghanistan. That was what Politico um, had written about Pete Buttigieg, which again was um, shockingly in poor taste, but I, I digress. So for those of you who are wondering what the heck I was talking about because you're new to the program or haven't been you know, following this, okay? But like I said, this is not the big thing that Buttigieg is in trouble with over the weekend. I just thought it was an interesting article in the, the Associated Press. And again, some people think that the Holocaust memorial photo that his husband took of him in 2017 is inappropriate. Uh, I am not judging that. I will let you judge that in the poll, which will be up for one day and one day only. Again, go to, to Facebook.com slash Casey the host. So now we go to the Washington Examiner. This is the big thing that Pete Buttigieg is dealing with today politically. And the title of this live stream, which you can get at YouTube.com slash Casey the host or Twitch.tv slash Casey the host, at least on YouTube until they take it down, is that he has, has, I mean, his campaign is a lot like his tenure as mayor, scandal ridden, uh, because he's had a lot of scandals in a very short, uh, very short amount of time here with the, uh, the campaign. So... Here's here's the thing that we have in the Washington Examiner, okay? <clears throat> it was alarming. Black leaders claim Buttigieg misled voters about the Douglas plan for black America, okay? Several prominent la- black leaders in South Carolina are accusing South Bend, Indiana Mayor P. Buttigieg of misleading voters about black support for his campaign and its Douglas plan for black America. In October, Buttigieg's campaign began pushing a list of 400 South Carolinians who allegedly endorsed the candidate's plan. The list includes Columbia City Councilwoman Tamika Devon, State Representative Ivory Thigpen, and the state's Democratic Black Caucus Chairman Johnny Cordero. All three were alarmed when they saw how the list was rolled out. Quote, there is one presidential candidate who has proven to have intentional policies designed to make a difference in the black experience, and that's P. Buttigieg. An open letter released with the Douglas Plan said, we are over 400 South Carolinians Carolinians, including business owners, pastors, community leaders, and students. Together, we endorse his Douglas plan for black America and the most comprehensive roadmap for tackling systemic racism offered by a 2020 presidential candidate. And here we are with that systemic racism crap again. If there's systemic racism in the city of South Bend, it is squarely on the shoulders of the Democratic Party here. Period. End of story. Republicans have not had control. Devin said that she immediately received calls asking why she had endorsed Buttigieg for president, even though she has not officially endorsed any candidate, according to The Intercept, when uh, she said that the open letter may have been an attempt to mislead black voters in South Carolina to overestimating Buttigieg support. Clearly, from the number of calls I received about my endorsement, I think that the way that they, they put it out there wasn't clear that it was an endorsement of the plan. And that may have been intentionally vague. I'm political. 
I know how that works, she said. I do think they probably put it out there thinking people wouldn't read the fine print or wouldn't look at the details or even contact the people and say, hey, you're endorsing Mayor Pete. Devin later reiterated on Twitter that while she thought the way the plan was rolled out was misleading, she does support Buttigieg's Douglas plan. Uh, let's see. Thigpen had more issues with the letter than the campaign and the campaign's rollout of the plan, saying that he never intended to endorse Buttigieg's plan. Thigpen has also endorsed independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. How it was rolled out was not an accurate representation of where I stand, Thigpen said. It was alarming to me because even though I had that, I had had conversations with the campaign, it was clear to me, or at least I thought I made it clear to them, that I was strong, a strong Bernie Sanders supporter, actually co-chair of the state, and I was not seeking to endorse their candidate or the plan. But what I had talked about was potentially giving them a quote of support in continuing the conversation because I do think it's a very important conversation, Thigpen said. Mm -hmm. Cordero's name has been removed from the list because he never intended to endorse or support the plan in any way. The Buttigieg campaign pushed him to support the plan, but he said that he declined to do so because the campaign was evasive and did not answer questions that he had about it. There's nothing in there that said black folk had anything to do with the drafting of that plan, Cordero said. Now, I like Pete. Please don't get me wrong. I'll help him in any way I can. I think he's an honest man. He thinks he's an honest man, yet he's sitting here criticizing the guy for falsely adding his name to a list of endorsers. Isn't that interesting? So here's the update. Uh, the Buttigieg campaign has denied allegations that the rollout of the Douglas plan was misleading. The campaign also said that after it began asking South Carolinians to support the plan, it gave those who expressed interest in supporting the plan multiple chances to opt out before publishing the list of supporters. Okay, so we're just going to add you to the list of supporters that we have, and if you really don't support us, make sure you uh, let us know and opt out. Um, some people have actually criticized the list of 400 people as uh, there's a lot of people who are not even black on that list, but they're supposed to be black leaders in the, in the community. Okay. Uh, your phone calls on this and more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Sin. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. We'll get to the phone calls here in just a second. Please be patient. Do have to thank our sponsors, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. If you mention me, you get half off your range time. Go to secondamendmentarms.net. Pete Buttigieg catching some flack. He pushed out his Douglas plan for black America. And a lot of the people on the list are not real happy that he used their name as people who endorsed the plan. Uh, and the Pete Buttigieg campaign's response is, we didn't do anything wrong and we didn't mislead anybody. We gave everybody plenty of opportunity to opt out of being an endorser of the plan. And so if you didn't let us know that you wanted to opt out of being an endorser of the plan, your name just went on the list for endorsers. That's not how it works, right, Joe? It's not how it works. Uh, maybe maybe that's how it works in small town a uh, Democrat country like South Bend, where you just get opted into something, and then you have to take your name off of the list. But that it's it's funny being automatically opted into something is a uniquely Democrat. I uh, sh should say not Democrat, uniquely government idea. <laughs> it's like everybody else you have to opt in. The government comes around and says, no, 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 you have to opt out. <laughs> You're automatically opted in. So anyway, uh, Rachel Gonzalez. Now 
Let me explain who Rachel Gonzalez is, and then we'll take your phone calls. Rachel Gonzalez is on the executive committee of the Missouri Democratic Party. She is also a Hillary delegate in 2016. She was an intern at the DNC in 2018. She's also the co-chair of the DNC Youth Disability Caucus. She is the one that has been savaging Pete Buttigieg on this. So I just want you to know, it's not some conservative website somewhere that's doing this. It is a Democrat operative in the state of Missouri who has been really pushing out the information that was in this. And she has pointed out that a lot of people who are on this Douglas plan for black America that Pete Buttigieg pushed out are really confused because they didn't endorse the plan. I highlighted a couple of those people. 42% of the list of endorsees are white, and they used a stock photo of people from Kenya in the plan when they pushed it out. When you source the stock photo, it clearly says that the location of the photo is in Kenya. It's a mom kneeling down with her son, but they're in Kenya. They're not in the United States of America, so naturally um, people are, are poking fun at that. All right, to the phone lines we go. Ed, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hello, Ed. Hello? Hi. Yeah, we got you. We got. We didn't have a button potted up on the board. Sorry about that. All right, what's on your mind? Oh, okay. I'm on, right? I, I didn't hear you. Yeah, you're on yeah. now. Uh, yeah, uh, regarding Buttigieg's uh, service, now I'm not a fan of Buttigieg by any means. I'm a conservative, and I, I dislike everything that he stands for. Mm-hmm. But I have some, I've had some comments about service. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, uh, we're served in a peacetime army, and uh, but the only difference, in my opinion, with a, with a veteran uh, who served in the in combat and the one who served outside is only an accident of history, because we all we if you volunteered and I did, we went in there to fight the enemy to learn how. to to destroy the enemy. That was that was in the I was in the infantry four years. Mm-hmm. And that was our whole mission. So if something did happen, we were there and we were prepared to fight. So the only thing that didn't happen was there, no war happened while I was in. Uh, I was in some different places. I was in Berlin during the uh, the threat of of the communists sort of tank coming in. But at any rate, I don't know enough about Booty Judge's service. To know whether he's patriotic about his service or whether he was a, a good man, I just know that he did serve, mm-hmm. and uh, you did bring out some things I didn't realize. And but uh, so that's just my opinion about the differences between a peacetime server and a wartime server. Yeah, I mean, if you if you didn't have a conflict when you went in, I mean, obviously if there was a conflict there and you chose a combat arms, I would say that that's not an accident of history. But you know, if you went in when it was peacetime. Um, and of course, you turn you choose certain MOSs over others, and you're going to have a higher likelihood of combat even during peacetime. Obviously, we we go in combat during peacetime all the time. But um, it was just that for the longest time, he was being painted as a combat veteran, and he wasn't telling everybody, "No, no, I, 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 look, we had some missiles, sirens go off, but I didn't take fire." He didn't do any of that. And there was some articles that were written here over the past month or two that were kind of critical of the fact that he's kind of allowed that narrative to get spun up and now he's really walking that back and so the associated press article is kind of like well now he's really wary about telling people that he's a combat veteran and all that stuff and and of course he's not he didn't take fire and and 
doesn't doesn't mean that his service wasn't valuable or anything like that. I've got nothing but the sense that he's proud of his service over there. Um, we do seem to know that he volunteered to go over there as opposed to um, being volunteered to go over there at the time that the police tape thing was hitting the hitting the fan, which people thought was suspicious. But I'll let history decide whether or not that was inappropriate. So there's you know there's just some questions about if he inflated his service a little bit early on to catch catch a little little fire and a little flame with people and and now he's walking that back because well he's in there with other people uh, and other people have had had uh, more risky deployments than he has had and I think that's coming to light. Yeah, well you pointed that out very well. That's, uh, that's some things I didn't know about that. Sure. So, well, I appreciate uh, your patience. I, I know you're on hold for a long time. My two cents worth as one veteran to another. There you go. I hear you. I hear you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Take care. Yeah, he said, you know, he's walking it back now, and that's that's fine, and the Associated Press is writing articles about it now, but again, it's, you know, a little late for for that stuff, but... Um, I, I When we read that article back in March, I was... <laughs> It's you know it, it feels like it's almost a year. It's it's obviously less than that, but um, I remember reading it and going, "What did I just hear? <laughs> really? Um, it was, somebody's phone sounded like the alarms back in in Afghanistan when there's a, a an imminent threat on the on the the base. I, there was just a whole bunch of weird stuff that was there. But he had Politico here a lot, uh, running puff pieces for him for for quite a while before he officially announced too. So that was something that that happened. And again. Part of my angst with the media in general is that they would come to South Bend and none of them would talk with the community about him. They would talk with him. Uh, they would talk with his staff. They, nobody would talk. And I'm not saying that they had to come to me, but there's plenty of people in the community who would have some things to say about him. And they chose not to highlight any of those people, which to me says that they were writing puff pieces and doing their best to go ahead and shield him. Uh, we ended up finding out that he had some friends that were working at Politico and they were helping his campaign early on and, you know, just one of those things. So now he's walking it back and the Associated Press is covering it and and that sort of thing. So that's that's really it. But really the big thing that he's dealing with right now is uh, his Douglas plan for black America. Uh, he has a whole list of people that he says endorsed his plan who didn't. Uh, 42% of that list are white people. And remember, white people are not allowed to have an opinion about anything involving the black community, which is why it's kind of funny that he even put out this plan anyway, but he's desperately trying to get numbers with black voters. And uh, Grisham, the White House press secretary, made a very interesting point over the weekend. She said, you know, Donald Trump's poll numbers are a lot higher with black Americans than Pete Buttigieg's are. She's right. Now that would change if Pete Buttigieg became the nominee. But right now, Grisham is 100% correct. We have more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595 Nine five three. Uh, real quick before we tell you about Michiana Family Insurance, the poll I put up on the Facebook page. A couple of people don't understand why a photo at a Holocaust memorial would be considered offensive. So I had to add a comment just to kind of clarify. Memorials have asked people not to take these photos, but 
Like I said, it's up to you if you think it's offensive or not. Um, 97 people have said yes, it is in poor taste to take a photo like this at the Holocaust Memorial. 34 said no, it is not. Uh, and then, of course, the typical political wrangling is starting to happen in the comment thread where people say, hey, you just hate his guts or you just uh, you just apologize for him, whatever. So you all have that battle over there. Just consider it a grenade on my part. If you don't know what a grenade is in the comments, I don't feel like I need to explain myself right now. I will do it at another day. All right. So Michiana Family Insurance, they won't just sell you Clinton Protection Insurance, which is life insurance. They will also sell you auto insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, boat insurance. And since this comes up a lot on my show and is actually a lot more difficult to find than you would think, motorcycle insurance. See, I didn't realize that motorcycle insurance was going to be a difficult thing to obtain when I bought my motorcycle. But it turns out that a lot of places do not cover motorcycles. Uh, and some of the places who do don't exactly have good policies for covering motorcycles. So if you are looking for a place that will cover your home, your auto, your renter's insurance, motorcycle, boat insurance, and more, Michiana Family Insurance is the place to go. They will give you great rates, great customer service. When you call them, somebody who is a real person in this time zone, actually in this area code, will pick up the phone. That's a novel idea for an insurance company, by the way. If you haven't been dealing with that over the past several years, you're lucky. Uh, typically, anytime you got to make a phone call, you got to go through the automated, uh, what is it? it's not a teller, but the automated um, you know, customer service representative, which is a robot which can't understand anything you say or the buttons you push and you go in circles. And sometimes you have a question that requires an actual human answer as opposed to the the simple stock answers that are programmed into the call. And then sometimes when you do get somebody, they're located all the way across the world and they don't really understand anything that you're telling them anyway. So that can become a problem. I mean, not that I'm denigrating that they're, they have a job or anything. It's just that if you have a very specific question, it can be very difficult. So you want somebody in your community who understands the community, will be able to get you the appropriate coverage so that way you're not paying too much out of pocket before an incident happens and not too much out of pocket because you're undercovered when an incident does happen, God forbid. But you also want to make sure that you're covered appropriately. And if you have a business, they also do business insurance too. In fact, you can go see all of their services at MichianaFamilyInsurance.com. You can give them a call at 574-231-1500. And they have an office in South Bend and in Elkhart for your convenience. MichianaFamilyInsurance.com. Again, pretty please, tell them that I sent you if you give them a call. I really appreciate it. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. And the latest update on Epstein didn't kill himself. The prison guards have turned down a plea deal in connection with Epstein's very suspicious death. Authorities are moving quickly. In their investigation of Jeffrey Epstein's death, the Manhattan coroner concluded that Epstein killed himself by hanging from a bed sheet about four feet off of the floor. Uh, of course, you've got famed pathologist Michael B Baden, Baden, I don't know, famed pathologist that nobody's ever heard of, recently declared Epstein's death a homicide and offered convincing evidence on justice with Judge Janine to support his claims. From the Associated Press, federal prosecutors offered a plea deal to two correctional officers responsible for guarding Jeffrey Epstein on the night of his death, but the officers have declined the offer, according to people familiar with the matter, to the Associated Press. Um, so 
the existence of a plea deal is kind of interesting. Now, these are the guys that I, I think fell asleep, and the camera also didn't work as they fell asleep. <laughs> so, like I said, everything just kind of lined up. All of the stars lined up for poor old Epstein to kill himself. And, you know, I mean, do you think that maybe... Okay, what if Epstein did kill himself but paid the guards off to turn the cameras off because he didn't want anybody to have the gratification of seeing him do it? I just, you know, we'll throw a new conspiracy theory out there. Why not? We haven't had enough of that. If you got more coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.